Want to write a novel but not sure where to start? Grab a copy of my free story starter kit workbook by going to savannagilbo.com forward slash starter kit. In this free multi-page guide, I'll walk you through the first five questions to ask and answer before writing any story. You'll get clarity on your characters, your setting, your theme, your plot, and so much more. So one more time, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash starter kit to grab your free copy. And this is what makes the genre so relatable, because even if we don't have magical powers or special abilities or an unwavering faith in a certain mission or destiny, we've all experienced the curse of being different or misunderstood. And this is where action stories come in. They show us how we can not only embrace the things that make us different, but how we can use those things to fight against the evil forces in our own lives. They show us how we have the power to be the hero of our own story and to make a difference in the world. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the key scenes that every action story needs in order for it to work and to satisfy fans of the genre. I'm also going to show you how these key scenes show up in the movie The Hunger Games. So if you're writing an action story, this episode is for you. And if not, don't worry because I've covered a lot of the other genres already and I'm going to cover each of the other genres very soon. Now, before we dive in, let's quickly talk about what makes an action story or what makes the action genre unique. Action stories are all about life and death and good versus evil. They're about a character who has to rise up, overcome great obstacles, defeat forces of evil, and maybe even save the world. But that being said, these stories aren't always about superheroes. In fact, the protagonist in an action story is usually someone who is like us, but different. They're special or unique in some way, and because of that, they're often misunderstood by the rest of society. And this is what makes the genre so relatable, because even if we don't have magical powers or special abilities or an unwavering faith in a certain mission or destiny, we've all experienced the curse of being different or misunderstood. And this is where action stories come in. They show us how we can not only embrace the things that make us different, but how we can use those things to fight against the evil forces in our own lives. They show us how we have the power to be the hero of our own story and to make a difference in the world. People choose to read action stories to experience the excitement and the life and death stakes and situations that the protagonist is presented with. But it's not just about that. Like I said earlier, we choose these stories because they inspire us to become the best version of ourselves, too. These stories show us that even a character who's destined for greatness has problems and that their problems aren't too different from our own. I mean, how many of us have had fantasies about being special or about rising up and proving that we're better than our peers or better than those who try to keep us down? I mean, I know I have and I'm sure you have, too. So it's that plus the good versus evil dichotomy that reassures us that if we keep at it, if we embrace our unique gifts or talents, good will eventually prevail. And like all genre fiction, you have to deliver the emotional experience readers are looking for in order for your story to work. To deliver this emotional experience, you need to include the obligatory scenes and conventions of your genre in your novel. So as I mentioned earlier in this episode, we're going to look at the obligatory scenes of the action genre. 
Obligatory scenes are the key events, decisions, and discoveries that move the protagonist along his or her journey. So these are the key scenes that help us write a story that works and, when coupled with your genre's conventions, help us to evoke emotional reactions in our readers. So now let's take a look at what these key scenes are and how they show up in the movie The Hunger Games. And if you're wondering why I'm going to walk you through these key scenes in a movie, it's just because movies require less of a time investment, and I'm hoping you've either seen the Hunger Games movie or that you'll at least watch it after listening to this episode to help cement these key scenes in your mind. So of course you can and you should study these key scenes in your favorite action novels, but for today we're going to look at them in a movie. As I go through these key scenes, I want you to consider why each of these scenes would need to be present in an action story or what purpose they serve in the overall narrative. My hope is that you're going to notice each of these key scenes has a really specific reason why it needs to be there. And because of that, you can then use these key scenes plus the conventions of the action genre to help you craft an outline or a first draft of a story that works. As a freebie for this episode, I created a cheat sheet that lists out each of the six key scenes of the action genre, and you can download that by going to savannagilbo.com forward slash action. And just a reminder, if you want to see how these key scenes show up in a few other stories, you can check out the blog post that goes along with this episode that also includes examples from Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man. I'll make sure to link to that blog post in the show notes, but for now, let's dive into the key scenes of the action genre and how they show up in the movie The Hunger Games. The first key scene your action story needs is a scene in which there's a life-threatening attack made by the antagonist or the antagonistic force. So this is something that takes away your protagonist's agency and has a destabilizing effect on their life. Usually the protagonist fails to register the need to respond to this attack or they choose to avoid engagement because they're focused on an entirely different goal. So in other words, they assume that whatever just happened in this scene is someone else's problem. And because of that, they usually make the minimum effort necessary when responding. So they're essentially skirting the responsibility to respond. So in The Hunger Games, it's the day of the reaping and Katniss's sister Prim is chosen as the female tribute for District 12. We already know that Katniss's main goal in life is to look out for her sister and to keep her sister safe, so it makes sense that Katniss volunteers to take Prim's place. One thing I think is really interesting about this scene is that Katniss responds in the only way she can at this point. She volunteers as tribute, but this isn't what's necessarily going to solve the larger problem with President Snow in the Capitol. So this scene definitely knocks Katniss's life out of balance, yet she's not fully responding to the larger problem or the real antagonist because that way of thinking just isn't something she's capable of yet. So anyway, that's key scene number one. There's some kind of life-threatening attack made by the antagonist or the antagonistic force. The second key scene your action story needs is a scene in which the protagonist half commits to going against the antagonist. And usually before this moment happens, the antagonist has attacked again or the protagonist has received more information about prior events that happened earlier in the story, like in the inciting incident. And then they begin to recognize and make sense of the chaos that's unfolding around them. So either the antagonist attacks again, which leads the protagonist to start engaging in the conflict more, or the protagonist learns or realizes something that pushes them to half commit to engaging in the conflict. Essentially, in this scene, the protagonist decides to take up the mission to restore some kind of order to their life and to the lives of everyone else around them. 
So in The Hunger Games, this is when Katniss and Peeta arrive in the capital and start preparing for the arena. Katniss is committed to learning how to survive in the arena because there's no other option. But like I mentioned earlier, she's not even thinking about the people behind the games yet. She's focused on what it's going to take to survive. And for Katniss, surviving is only half the battle, but she doesn't realize that yet. So anyway, that's key scene number two, a scene in which the protagonist half commits to going against the antagonist. The third key scene is a scene in which the protagonist gains an understanding of what the antagonist wants and why the antagonist wants it. So this is also where the protagonist learns about the antagonist's true nature or their purpose. And usually this happens because the protagonist has done something that the antagonist didn't expect. So they've taken some kind of action that makes the antagonist need to assert their power, thus revealing their hand to your protagonist. And because of this, the protagonist realizes that things are never going to be able to go back to normal and that this half commitment they've made to going against the antagonist isn't going to solve the problem. So this scene is often the midpoint of your global story. In the Hunger Games movie, this is when Katniss and the rest of the tributes enter the arena. It's when Katniss gets her first real glimpse of the carnage that occurs within the games, and it's when she is almost killed by another tribute. This is where she sees firsthand what President Snow and the Game Makers will do in the name of good television. And just a little caveat here, this is a very different midpoint than what we see in the novel, so just want to remind you that we're talking about the movie here. And anyway, that's key scene number three, a scene in which the protagonist understands what the antagonist wants or what the true nature or purpose of the antagonist is. The fourth key scene you'll want to include in your action story is a scene in which the protagonist reaches an all-is-lost moment and realizes they must change their approach if they want to survive. So whatever strategy they had at the beginning of the story has officially failed and it seems like death is an absolute certainty. The protagonist has to now decide how they want to live their final moments now that death feels imminent. And this is usually the big moment that occurs at the very end of Act 2. So in The Hunger Games, this all-is-lost moment occurs when Katniss returns from blowing up the career tribute's food, only to find Rue stuck in a trap. Rue is shot down by a spear and dies right in front of Katniss's eyes. So Katniss mourns Rue's death by decorating her body with flowers and then turns to the sky and lifts three fingers. This is an act that shows she's ready to go against President Snow and the Capitol. She's gone from being a survival-obsessed girl who will do anything to win to someone who's ready to actually rebel against the Capitol and make her final moments mean something. So that's key scene number four, a scene in which the protagonist's initial strategy fails and they reach an all-is-lost moment. The fifth key scene your action story needs is a scene in which the protagonist is at the mercy of the antagonist. So this is a moment where the protagonist finally faces off with the antagonist, and in order to win, he or she has to use that special gift, talent, or skill to save themselves and others. In most cases, this scene will contain at least one element of sacrifice, either on the protagonist's part or on the part of the other characters. And because of that, the protagonist is not only fighting to give their final moments meaning, they're also fighting for their allies' lives and the lives of innocent people too. So this is the big moment that the story has been leading up to. It's that climactic moment that readers have been waiting for since page one or since the opening credits. And in The Hunger Games, this is when the game makers announce another rule change, saying that there can only be one victor now, not two. 
So Katniss hatches a plan that involves her and Peeta eating poisonous berries so that the capital won't have any winner. So she's literally willing to give up her life in order to revolt against the capital. It's no longer just about winning for her or just surviving. It's about righting an epic wrong that the capital and President Snow are responsible for. And because of Katniss's decision here, the game makers end up announcing that both Katniss and Peeta have won and that for the first time in history, there are two winners of this year's Hunger Games. And that's key scene number five, a scene in which the protagonist is at the mercy of the antagonist. The sixth and final key scene you need to include in your action story is a scene in which the protagonist is rewarded for their sacrifice. So sometimes this is when the protagonist wins a medal or they finally get the girl or they just finally feel happy or fulfilled for the first time in their lives. Essentially, this is just bringing the story to a close and giving readers a sense that the protagonist's sacrifice was worth it and that their actions did have meaning. So what is their life like now or how have things changed? In The Hunger Games, this is when Katniss and Peeta are crowned victors and they get to return home to District 12 together. So not only did they survive, but they also get to live in a special part of town designated for winners of The Hunger Games. This is a bit of a bittersweet ending for Katniss because although she won the Hunger Games and survived, she's now officially on President Snow's radar, so she's not fully out of the woods just yet. And that's the final key scene, a scene in which the protagonist's sacrifice is rewarded. So there you have it. Those are the key scenes every action story needs in order to work. And if you're thinking, okay, yes, those are all really obvious, well, you would be surprised how many drafts I see that are missing these key scenes or that downplay them in a way that makes the story no fun for readers. So instead of leaving them out of your story, try to think about a new and exciting way to include them so that you can both surprise and satisfy your readers at the same time. Now, before I let you go, let's quickly recap what the key scenes of the action genre are. So key scene number one is a scene in which there's a life-threatening attack made by the antagonist or the antagonistic force. Key scene number two is a scene in which the protagonist half commits to going against the antagonist. Key scene number three is a scene in which the protagonist understands what the antagonist wants and why, or what the true nature or true purpose of the antagonist is. Key scene number four is a scene in which the protagonist reaches an all-is-lost moment because their initial strategy has failed. Key scene number five is a scene in which the protagonist is at the mercy of the antagonist and only one of them can survive. And finally, key scene number six is a scene in which the protagonist's sacrifice is rewarded. And as a quick reminder, these are the scenes that readers come to action stories for. My favorite is probably the climactic moment when the hero goes up against the antagonist because I love seeing the protagonist use their special skill set or that unique gift or talent to defeat the antagonist. Out of the three case studies that I did for the blog post that goes along with this episode, my favorite example of this is in Guardians of the Galaxy when Peter Quill starts dancing to distract Ronan so that the team can band together to defeat them. I think that's such a great scene and it just makes me smile every time I see it or every time I think about it. So anyway, back to the point, if I read or watched an action story where the protagonist had no unique gift or special skill set that they could use against the antagonist in the end, I think I'd be a bit bummed or I'd feel like something was missing. You know, so long story short, try not to do that to your readers. Don't skip over these key scenes or leave them out of your story. Instead, use them to flesh out and construct your story and then figure out a way to deliver them in new and unexpected ways. And if you do that, you're not only going to write a story that works, but you'll probably gain fans for life too. And that's the goal, right? So that's it for today's show. 
As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.